Whether you realize it or not, the habits you have affect everything in your life. Good habits have good consequences, but bad habits, those can wreak havoc with your physical and mental well-being, your productivity, and even your time and energy. So stay right there because today we're unpacking how to break a bad habit. Let's do this. Hey, you, you're listening to the Messy Desk Podcast, the show for entrepreneurs who want to achieve more without the overwhelm and drama, because although business and life get messy, that doesn't mean things have to be hard. Join us as we help you cope with the chaos and banish your barriers so that you can move forward in your entrepreneurial journey. I'm Megan Monahan, And I'm Teresa Safali. Let's get on with it. Hey, you. Welcome to episode 49 of the Messy Desk Podcast. I'm Teresa Safali, your productivity coach. And I'm Megan Monahan, your content marketing coach. Okay. I have a confession to make. So what's that? I've been avoiding today's topic like an overly amorous prom date. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that. Teresa's been talking about doing an episode on how to break a bad habit for a bit now, so I'm glad we're finally getting around to it. As Megan knows, sometimes I'm hesitant to talk about a topic because I want to make sure I'm dispensing sound advice. So I'm going to begin today with a caveat so that we are all on the same page, okay? I do not proclaim to be an expert on how to break bad habits. And I also don't have a degree in psychology. What I do know is what has and hasn't worked for me personally. So with that in mind, today I'm going to share what I've learned in my own experience with creating better habits and breaking bad ones. Sound good? Absolutely. So where do we start? Let's begin with a simple question. How long does it take to break a bad habit? Ooh, that's a good place to start. Okay, hold your enthusiasm for a hot minute. Yes, the question is simple, but the answer, eh, that's a little more complicated. In a previous episode where we shared how to build good habits, I cited a study conducted by Philip Bilali, a health psychology researcher at University College London. She conducted a study in 2009 to determine how long it actually takes to form a habit. She discovered that it can actually take anywhere from 18 to 254 days for a habit to become fully automatic. But on average, it takes 66 days to completely establish a new habit. So is that the same principle that applies to breaking a bad habit? Yes. In either case, how long it takes to create a good habit or break a bad habit will depend on the difficulty of the habit you're making or breaking. Your motivation to make a change is also a factor. Here's the truth though. Habits can be hard to break. Can it be done? Sure. When it comes to eliminating bad habits, though, sometimes it's best not to break them at all. Wait, hold up. We shouldn't break our bad habits. Yeah, I know that sounds crazy, but I really don't try to break my bad habits. When I've tried to do that in the past, I've failed miserably. Instead, I replace bad or unwanted habits with better behaviors. I found this to be much more effective, but you know, don't take my word for it. Dr. Elliot Berkman, 
Director of the Social and Effective Neuroscience Laboratory, Department of Psychology at the University of Oregon, says that, and I quote, it's easier to start doing something new than to stop doing something habitual without a replacement behavior. Okay. How does this work? Give us an example. Um, Okay. I've got one. During that period of my life, when I was a raging workaholic, I developed many bad habits, but the worst ones were those regarding food. Basically, I barely ate. I mean, (laughs) who had time for food or eating? (laughs) While I would drag myself away from work long enough to feed my family, I often didn't eat or I ate in front of a computer. When I realized that I needed to start treating myself better, though, I understood that it included creating better habits around food. My transformation began with scheduling time for meals first. And I was pretty successful about taking a break and going into the kitchen. However, I'd open the refrigerator, get frustrated, and grab something that wasn't necessarily healthy. Over time, I've developed better habits through better planning, which shouldn't come as any surprise, Mm -hmm. right? For example, I'd make more than enough food at dinner time so there'd be leftovers for lunch the next day. And recently, I've started doing some meal prep on Sunday so that I have a variety of ingredients prepared ahead of time. I don't have this process down pat yet, but I've already noticed many benefits in doing the prep, so I'll continue with it. In other words, the new better habits ended up establishing good, healthy behaviors around eating meals. And just like that, the new habits kick the bad habits to the curb. Yep. You know, it all comes down to mindset. For me, there is less resistance to change when I'm focused on creating a new, more desired behavior. How I approach the process then becomes different. And that's the perfect segue into my next question, which is, what are the steps needed to break a bad habit? Okay. The first step to break a bad habit is, can you guess? Can you guess? Hmm. (laughs) You're going to tell me. (laughs) It's awareness, right? You have to become aware of a habit that you want to change. You got to identify it. It's that simple. You have to know that something needs to change before you can take action to change it. And I'll add note, once you become aware, you need to do this without judgment. All you need to do is take note of it. This is not the time to beat yourself up. The habit you created back then served a purpose at that time. Now you are building better habits to serve a better purpose. Awareness without judgment. Both can be kind of tough, but that makes sense as the first step. Okay. Once you're aware of the habit you want to break, step two is to understand why you're doing it. There has to be some kind of motivation. Now, I find this habit breakdown process really helpful. First, write down the habit you'd like to change. Then list the ways that the behavior negatively affects you. And this is super important you'll actually be probably really surprised by what you'll discover here. And lastly, brainstorm what positive changes will occur once you replace that behavior. Oh, I like that. Through this process, you can clearly see how a particular habit is doing you harm. 
But if that isn't enough motivation to break a bad habit, then seeing the positive possibilities could be exactly what you need. Yes. Whether it's to avoid negative consequences or to embrace positive ones, seeing those clearly written out can help you get clarity on why you're making a change. And you need to understand why you want to break a bad habit for it to really work. Yep. Okay. What's next? Step three is to choose a new, better habit to replace the one you're trying to eliminate. The habit breakdown process will help you identify the new behavior or habit you want to establish. For example, I identified some of the positive effects of making time for meals as having more energy, improving my focus, having a healthier body and mind, being in a better mood, and increasing my productivity. These benefits inspired me to replace the bad habit of working through lunch with the good habit of blocking off time for meals. I literally have time scheduled in my calendar for meals, which prevents me from booking over my lunch break, for example. I'm not sure if it's always obvious what new habit will eliminate the bad habit. So I like your process of identifying benefits and positive attributes of changed behavior. That could actually help some people come up with what to change if they're not sure where they're going wrong. That's true. The fourth step to break a bad habit is to use the four laws of behavioral change. We've talked about this before. If you've forgotten, This is James Clear's process for establishing a habit. The laws are number one, make it obvious. Number two, make it attractive. Number three, make it easy. And number four, make it satisfying. And in that order, here's how I used the four laws of behavioral change to create better habits around mealtimes. Scheduling mealtimes into my calendar makes it obvious. The first thing I do when I go into my office is check my schedule for the day. I note all the appointments that I have. Lunchtime is an appointment with myself. Plus, that lunchtime reminder is always there as I check my calendar throughout the morning. I've made mealtime attractive by having a variety of healthy, delicious food choices available to me. This way, I don't get bored by having the same thing every day. Mealtime is easy because I plan and prepare food items ahead of time. Whether I want a salad or a grain bowl, I can have lunch ready to go in less than five minutes. And finally, mealtime is now satisfying. Not only am I satiated, but I have more energy and focus. And that means I have a more productive afternoon. From your example, I can see how applying these laws increases your chances of creating new habits that stick and getting rid of bad habits that work against you. Yes, applying the four laws of behavioral change will certainly help, but you also have to realize that you're only human. That means good and bad days. No one can be perfect 100% of the time. You can minimize those bad days, however, by creating a plan, which is the fifth and final step in the process to break a bad habit. Yeah, I was wondering when planning was going to come into this. What, there was a doubt? (laughs) No, there was no doubt. (laughs) To effectively break a bad habit, you have to plan for it. A good plan will increase your chances of success. Begin by outlining the action steps that you're going to take and include your why at the top of your plan. On the days when you fall short, and you will, 
your why will give you the motivation to get back on track. Now, in addition to planning for success, it's also a good idea to plan for failure. Think about what could possibly go wrong, then write down potential solutions. Knowing what could go wrong helps head off problems at the pass. And of course, when you still fail, plan to get back up, brush it off, forgive yourself, and then get back on track immediately. Really good advice. What I love about planning is that it makes reaching goals easier. Plans remove some of the friction that we create as barriers in our own way. Also, a plan is great because it's there to fall back on and get you moving in the right direction when you do have those inevitable bad days. That's such a good point. I'd like to leave you with this one last thought. The power to break a bad habit or replace a bad habit is inside you right now. It's important to remember that lasting change is a slow process, but one small step today and another small step every day after adds up to big change over time. Is there anything you'd like to add, Megan? I think that most people tend to overcomplicate things. I'm one of them. So pick a place to start, any place, and go for it. You've got this. And that's a wrap. Your positive rating or review helps us continue to grow our podcast. So thank you for your support. Of course, please visit MessyDeskPodcast.com for more details. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe to the Messy Desk Podcast and leave us a review. We're interested in what you're interested in. So email us at MessyDeskPodcast at gmail.com with your topic suggestions and questions. And most importantly, stay messy, because that's where the growth, progress, and magic happen. I identified some of the positive, positive, <laughs> I can't even recreate that if I tried. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Not only am I say, can't even say that word. Not only am I say, say <laughs> that is a tough word. Sat satiated. <laughs> satiated. Thank you. <laughs>